Boom, people, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today, we have an awesome episode lined up for you guys. This is a private interview I did with Sid Cromenhook. So Sid is actually one of our mastermind mentors. And there's this is a, a piece of the full interview that we did with him um, that's in our back-end course. But this interview is awesome. Sid, give you a little background on him. Actually played D1 basketball at the University of Utah. And then in school, after kind of finishing up with basketball, he started a company called Zinch. Him and a few partners, they did really well. Uh, it scaled very well in China, ended up exiting that company, had a very good exit and said, instead of you know taking it easy, living in Miami the rest of his life, he said, I'm going to start a venture capital fund, invest in Utah companies. So a few years ago, Sid and a few partners started Album VC. And in this episode, he's going to tell you the story, his story of how he got started in Album VC specifically. And this is a unique interview. A lot of people ask Sid and interview Sid about his first company, Zinch. Not very many people ask him about his current venture capital investments and how they have found Alpha when investing in, especially Utah companies that are scaling, how they partner with companies because he was on the other side of that with previous venture capitalists and how he has said, I want to be a good partner and help these companies scale. Now, one nugget in here and the title of this episode, they were able to raise $75 million in 45 days primarily from institutional investors, which is impressive. That was their third fund. They just launched it. Uh, and I, I really picked him hard on how they did that, where they found those investors. And I think you'll enjoy this episode. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is gonna give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Okay, welcome back, you guys. Today, we have a fantastic person with us, Mr. Sid Cromhook. Welcome on. Hey, happy, happy, to, happy to, be to be here, man. So Sid's background, and well, I'll probably do another intro later, but former D1 basketball player um, at BYU starts a company called Zinch. You see on his shirt, does really well, lives in China. You end up taking it public, right? Cashes out, but instead of living on a beach in Maui for the rest of your life, you decide <laughs> to start a VC fund. Yeah. Okay, so I want to hop into that. Why, why get into VC? Why not just yeah. retire? Why not go sail around the seven seas? Like what made you want to start a VC fund? Yeah, sure. So the experience in starting several startups, which I had two failures, I had two that worked out, it introduced me to the world of venture capital. So I raised money from VCs and in the process had some of the best experiences uh, to this day. Uh, my mentor and what I do now, one of them is a guy named Mike Leventhal, one of my early investors. He was a longtime VC at Mayfield in the Bay Area. Um, I also had uh, bad experiences and I won't overly get into those. Let's focus on, you know, kind of good energy. But what it taught me was like, it makes a huge difference. A VC will not make your business great, but it can definitely make making a good business a lot harder. And so there was a personal interest and in, in just experience that I could kind of empathize with the good and the bad. And then... And how much, how many rounds or when you were starting Zips, like how, yeah. many, how many VCs ended up being a part of yeah, your Yeah, good question. Company? So we raised a seed round, we raised a Series A, and then the same company that led our Series A led our Series B. Hmm. And then we had a Series C on the table hmm. when we 
at the same time had a competing offer to be acquired, which we yeah. ended up going with. Um, so, so yeah, that we kind of uh, ran the, the gamut there. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, so really for me, I had never considered one ever being entre an entrepreneur actually as a kid, um, let alone a VC. And then even when I was starting companies, I don't think I ever cognizantly said, I want to be on the venture side. To me, that seemed kind of like the little bit more dry, mm -hmm. you know, it's mostly capital. What else do they do? Uh, but again, I, I appreciated what in fact a VC could be mm -hmm. to me as an entrepreneur. And so saw what was happening in Utah, my career and my last company had taken me from like Provo, Utah, to then we moved it to San Francisco. I opened an office abroad in China, as you mentioned, and uh, found my way back to Utah. And it was at a time when things had reached kind of a new level of, of growth in the tech scene, and there was a shortage of capital. Um, mm. Some existing great investors here in the state, but what we viewed as a shortage of capital. So we wanted to throw our hat in the ring and mm. see if we could add to the spectrum of what entrepreneurs had. So, and I've seen some of your previous interviews. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not the kid growing up that like had the, the lemonade stand and was just always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah. So you got pushed in with, I've, I've heard some of your interviews, but right, yeah. you had a, a business partner you're, and you ended up, you know, going on a few business ventures, yeah. did really well. Yeah. You want to keep continuing that especially in the Utah space. Yeah. So you're an album VC, yeah. right? So album VC, you guys primarily focus on Utah startups. Is that right? Like what, what percentage of your portfolio is in Utah versus uh, other places? A bit more than half. So, okay. so yeah, so we do, Utah is like this, because we are early stage and because at the early stage, being able to have real proximity to your founders, we think can be helpful. Hmm. Um, half and a bit more than half of our deals are right here in our backyard. Mm -hmm. But incidentally, so in fund three, my first two deals, the first is in New York, the second is in Austin. Mm -hmm. So we also look outside of the US, but yeah, a lot of our work and, and of course, most of our ability to kind of help you in the on the local scene is right here in cool. our backyard. So yeah, you wake up, you're like, all right, I want to start a VC. I don't like previous VCs we worked with. I want to be <laughs> loved, the, loved some, loved didn't some. <laughs> like a few. Yeah. So you want yeah. to be like the awesome VC that shows up and is like the best partner ever. Sure. So, so you start, you want to start album, album VC. Yeah. Did you just say like woke up one day and said, I want to start a like fund. Did you partner with people? Cause a lot of our viewers are wanting to start funds, right? Yeah. So how did you get into that space? Did you have previous experience or did you find partners? How did that work? That yeah. initial yeah. Like, setting up stage? Great question. So I had been angel investing for about a decade. Hmm. Okay. Um, so even when I was starting companies and since my first company, you know, I had started in very, in a very unsophisticated way initially, like somebody pitched me and I was kind of flattered and I was like, that sounds like a good idea. And I remember investing in a, I won't bore you with it, but uh, a medical devices <laughs> company. Hmm. And um, I think I still have ownership in that company. But so I had been doing some angel investing um, and, and really starting a VC comes down to a few things. One, you need to have people, you know, partners that you think have some competence around presumably investing and supporting, you know, whatever you're investing in, in our case, mm -hmm. uh, tech companies. Um, second, you need capital. Um, mm -hmm. That capital yeah. can be your own which it was some of our own, or you need people who believe that you are the right people to manage that capital. Mm -hmm. And so it was a hybrid of the two, me and my partner, John Mayfield. Um, so we have been together since the first fund. Our other partner now, Diogo, he was actually managing a family office, but we saw him and we were kind of looking at deals together. And so that kind of was the early beginnings of what we are today, a partnership, um, me, John Mayfield, Diogo Mija, as the investing GPs, you know, your general partners. 
And then we have had limited partners then, have limited partners now. Your limited partners are the people who invest in you. So yeah. in addition to your own money, which in every fund, a lot of it's our own capital, we've, we've got the people who believed in us. And I can take you through kind of what those look like, but we were fortunate to have some folks who believed in us then. And in fact, two weeks ago, they were right here together, a big group of them from Brazil, incidentally, yeah. who, who bet on a couple guys in Utah. They still are big investors mm -hmm. in our firm and have become really good friends and kind of appreciate what we're doing here and throughout the US. Mm -hmm. Something I want to note too for people listening that I've had a lot of people tell me the same thing is you've got to have skin in the game in your own funds. Yeah. There's no way that you're asking someone to put millions of dollars into your fund and you're not willing to, to write a check. Even if it's a small check, yeah. relatively small, it's still a big percentage of your personal net worth yeah. right into the fund, which I you guys have obviously done with your partners. Yeah. So in the partnership lineup, where do you land? What, what's kind of your role? Are you more of a the expert investor, partner with the VC, are you more of the fund management structure? Are you more of the money raiser type of partner? Good question. Where are you at? Yeah, so we view our partnership, me, John, and Diogo, is it, it's what we call, we're full stack uh, VCs. That's kind of a fancy way. It's the best way we can describe what we do. And what, what it essentially means is at the stage we invest, seed, you know, which you'd pre presumably a seed fund is kind of a hundred million, let's say, or less. And, and there are different strategies with, with how venture capital has grown. There are larger funds who still play actively in seed. So I don't want to overly categorize like what we do, but generally speaking, like when you consider the size of check in our case to lead a seed round, which is how we like to approach our, our business. You try to lead. You yeah. try to be the first one in, hey? Wow. We do. That's yeah. awesome. So you're early seed. Yeah, we are. That's yep. great. In that case, like, you know, there is, we are investing at a time when there are not three years of financials. You're trying to intuit from the founder mm. more than you're, than you're scrutinizing in a spreadsheet. Mm. Because of that, we outsource very, we've outsourced nothing as it relates to doing deals. And similarly, we don't outsource what we do with our LPs in raising money. We, we don't outsource any piece of our business. So mm -hmm. some folks will retain somebody to help them go raise money in the Middle East or wherever else mm -hmm. in the world. We just don't. We, we, we do our own fundraising. Um, it's something that each of us takes ownership in. So like right now, for example, you know, if I have a trip coming up in New York City, I'll probably, I'm prioritizing my time to meet with the entrepreneurs that we've invested in or considering an investment in. Mm -hmm. But I'll also visit an LP that we have out there and I may take another meeting to get to know a, a, an LP, an investor, mm -hmm. who could in the future invest in our fund. So we each take on that responsibility yeah. for the fundraise. The strategy is a collective exercise on our fund strategy and thesis of how we invest and then the actual investing itself mm -hmm. and the day-to-day, -day, we also, we, we just don't outsource. We mm -hmm. feel like at this stage, when capital has become a commodity in our industry, we think that accountability risks being at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. And so we've over-indexed by saying, we don't have any stones to hide behind. Like mm -hmm. every deal we do, there is one partner who led that deal who has clear accountability mm -hmm. from due diligence to ownership moving forward. Yeah. And, and that we think is, is something that has resonated you know, for us as a partnership and, and resonates for both founders and, and the investors in our fund. Well, I love that, geez. And by the way, people listening, like Utah is blowing up right now in the tech world and Al Album is one of the like leaders of the venture, like one of the biggest venture capital firms in Utah leading that growth and being one of those first investors in, which I love. So congrats to you guys. I mean, that's, that's huge to Thanks. be there and on the, the tip of the sword, you could say of what's happening here in Utah, which is really cool. Appreciate it. So Sid, I know you've, you've obviously had this incredible career done really well. What's a, you know, where do you, I know you love to give back to help people out. What do you do philanthropically to help others? And, and maybe some of our users can and followers can see 
kind of a new breath and what something that you care about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the, the journey of, of startup or any of us in our careers is is probably more defined by just the life journey that we're on. And for me, you know, what what doesn't always come out, you know, are, you know, along the way things that have impacted my life, you know, my family's life in a really meaningful way. I mentioned China, I mentioned my family. One of my children, my daughter Micah, was born when we lived in China with major medical issues. And, you know, I kind of chalk up to to, to two things. Um, you know, my daughter, like, you know, her life being saved and mm-hmm. her today being a thriving young sweet girl who just started her little cupcake business last oh, week. Awesome, yeah. um, and those are, you know, one, uh, there's there's a deep appreciation for our country. It sounds a little cliche, but when you're living in another country and you see what the U.S. Embassy, you know, can do when mm-hmm. you're you're in your kids in harm's way, like I owe a lot to you know. Then it was Ambassador Huntsman, uh, who was the U.S. Ambassador to China. Yeah. He's remained a good friend. Um, he's living back in Utah, and I just deeply appreciate you know, what he was at the leading edge of, you know, as a leader for our country. And then secondly, Primary Children's Hospital, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. so they, my daughter was there for months and my wife, as I was running my startup with my other two kids in Beijing, it was the hardest time of my life, no mm-hmm. question. And so, you know, every time we walk into Primary Children's for us, it is like a special place, mm-hmm. like yeah. few places on earth. Um, and we uh, we appreciate the the people there down to like, the dog that they had that was like one of these, I forget what they call it, like a comfort dog, that therapy dog or something, that walked the halls with our daughter. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, um, you know, you, you owe so much. Like everything fades to the back yeah. when it's your your little yeah. one yeah. In, in a tough situation. And so... I'm so happy she's done well too. That's so yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. For people listening, to t- walk us through Primary Children's, why yeah. they're a special hospital. Because oh, yeah. in Utah, you know them, but people maybe outside yeah. here won't know them. Yeah, Primary Children's, I mean, like other children's hospitals in the U.S., they have a focus on, on you know, these these uh, young people. And we've all known somebody who struggled with cancer. You know, when you see a young person, say, with cancer, that was not Micah's condition, thank goodness. But, you know, like, it takes on a new level. Like, mm-hmm. the indefensibility, you know, the the fragileness of a young person, the size of their body, and, you know, it, it just hits you at a different level, yeah. I think. Um, and so Primary Children's is a remarkable, you know, world-class a facility you know that we have here in Salt Lake City that cares for for thousands of, of children every year um, and, uh, and and what I would say is most distinct is you know you, you just see in that place from everybody involved like there is you know world-class medicine and practitioners but kind of world-class humanity mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. that for us it just makes all the difference. And so I'd, I'd strongly encourage, you know, when we're in grocery lines for donations and when they run their annual donations, it's it's important to our family mm-hmm. um, because yeah. we were beneficiaries of, of that place and those hmm. those caregivers. I love that. Yeah. So Sid, how can people, if you want people to learn more about you or yeah. find you online or yeah. some of your companies you invested in, totally. how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. So we're in kind of the... Some of the typical places, you know, there's first there's just album.vc and you can go and we try to keep it minimal and clean to sort of point you clearly to what matters to us, mm-hmm. um, which is very few things in terms of lines of text, but also it's it's our companies. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're also um, on Twitter, uh, even Instagram, uh, album.vc on Instagram, um, album.vc on on, on uh is it album.vc on Twitter as well. Of course, all of us are on LinkedIn. We um, 
we we like to share enough that we point you know toward the people who make our worlds go round, which is our founders and their companies. And then most of the time, you know, you're not going to find us like. 24-7, you know, in those places, 24-7, we are thinking about our companies yeah. and kind of doing a lot offline. Yeah. But um, that is a way to get a sense. Um, on my own LinkedIn, I will publish occasionally on things that I think, you know, people might care to know and that I'm not looking to necessarily just echo the world. There's a lot of great authorship and, and platforms out there to learn broadly about this stuff. But album, we think there's something unique and we can be found in those places. I love it. Great. Go follow Sid, figure out, you know, find out all, I mean, he's a fantastic person to follow. Album VC, you guys are crushing it. Company to watch for the next five, ten years. Thanks, see where man. your company is. I'm really excited to see what you guys do in Utah. and It's really exciting. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yep, thanks, yep. Steve. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a 20 20- billion dollar family of funds for an entire hour and he did a full training on how he launched his fund how to find investors how to find your niche in that space if you're interested go to investmentfundsecrets.com you can hop on that training for absolutely free listen to him for a full hour it's an incredible training and that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund i think you guys will really enjoy see you on there bye